now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. A security guard we missed. Actually, Cardo gives me very fat attention. This is something bad. Supposed to bring this in? Sadly. Uh, sa- Welcome to Laser Time, everyone. Brain games. It's <laughs> the internet's fifth leading pop culture show. We've gone down a notch in the wake of all the death and cancer. <laughs> um, what you wanted to do this? Oh, yeah. We pushed back our X Files episode yeah. to to do the um, which is worth doing. Because I, all my fo- files are titled Bowie Snape. Yeah. <laughs> after um, yeah, after Bowie's death, I was like, yeah, we talked about it though on bonus time. Maybe we don't need to do this. And then then Rickman had to happen today as as of recording. That's that's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know. I, I don't have. I wish I had something cooler and more soothing to say. But I guess. The amount of media we consumed, mm. this is only going to keep happening. Yeah, like, yeah these these were two deaths. Uh, this is Brett, by the way. Hi, Brett. This is Christopher Hi. Antista. And this is Henry Gilbert. And they run. We've been thrown off our game. <laughs> yeah, normally, yeah, we, we were putting together because X-Files is coming back. And, I mean, you can obviously... We posted an article on the site about our favorite uh, experimental, funny... Weird X Files episodes. You call those concept episodes? Well, yeah, I called them gimmicks, but then that's. We'll not talk about it next week. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, but we wanted to do a tribute then, to Alan Rickman then, and David. Yeah, David Bowie. Bowie died, which was heartbreaking, and then like woke up this morning, and it was Alan Rickman also. And these were two deaths that were both like people that you just kind of assumed because they were still doing things when we were kids yes. and adolescents, and, and now, you know, and now, and yeah. it was like, yeah, they're fine, and then dead, and, and then like they also but both, they both aged gracefully, so like they were yeah, sixty nine. Which is also a age you shouldn't be dying Wait at. Wait like, a second. Nowadays. How old were both David Bowie and Alan Rickman? 69, dudes! Uh, just wanted a little levity. A little levity. Well, just that, yeah, they were a little levity. Two British celebrities who had very long careers who die of cancer in the same week at the age of 69. 69, dudes! <laughs> and <laughs> and both both were like, like famous in a way... That were I prolific. Mean, yeah, Bowie, you could definitely say is like a megastar, but yeah. Alan Rickman is not. No. Yeah. But is it's not a competition to say who lived the better life and was more famous. No, but, but as, as far as an actor goes, like, I, well, he's, like uh, but he is, but like, whenever I can't cast- go to my parents who are like, you know, Alan Rickman, they have no well, idea who that is. I mean, when we'll, I, when we'll I dis- name the roles, we'll discuss they will. it. We'll discuss it. As we go, but like I was exposed to him really late. I didn't know who Alan Rickman was. He, well, for he years. also became famous pretty late in life. Yeah, like did yeah, not, yeah, I guess relatively it, speaking, yeah. he didn't have, I, he didn't get diehard until he was forty two years old. Wow. Well, he got again, a, all these people are a year younger than my father too. Yeah. So that's well, well, let's <laughs> it's going to get weird, people. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, let's take a moment to think about like Alan Rickman's life. I didn't know this until today that he didn't get started in acting till his late twenties. Really, like, he had he had a full time job in like drafting and design. Wow. He, he had he had his own firm, but in in his late twenties, he was like, "No, I want to be an actor. Like I've no, always wanted want to be an, to be an actor. An I'm going to take this class." Alan Rickman eventually would be in the movie Robin Hood, <laughs> and Alan Rickman is so awesome he completely overshadowed the other death the same day. You know something, Robin? I was just wondering: Are we good guys or bad guys? You know, I mean, uh, are Robin the rich to feed the poor? Rob? That's a naughty word. We never rob. We just. 
So to borrow a bit from those who can afford it. Brian Bedford, voice of Disney's Robin Hood, also died oh, today. Oh, no. I didn't yes. know that. He also died today. I, I mean, my heart goes out more than anyone uh, to Ann Lewis, who always creamed her jeans wow. over the Fox Robin Hood. Yeah, that's what I happen to notice I I just there's a new animated movie with a fox and an Ann. You're going to get through this. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Jason yeah. Bateman as, does a, look good. as a cartoon fox. Uh, yeah, I just assumed he was already dead. It, well, that, that's what I'm talking about. Well, but he, does, di- he died. He's 10 years older than, than Bowie. He was out at 80. Yeah. So I can't imagine, like, yeah. with, with the internet the way it is and us having consumed as much as we have, like, I think every week it's just going to get worse as we yeah, go forward. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. Like, that's not I, even a, like, that's barely an exaggeration. Like, it's I, certainly every month. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not, getting to that point where it's like, oh, yeah, any actor that we grew up yeah, in the 80s yeah. and 90s that we liked in all the sci-fi movies. Any per, person that, that was popular when my parents were yeah, 20, they're going to yeah, die, too. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, not, I still don't feel like anything will break my heart as much as Robin Williams committing suicide like that's pretty that's, that's, pretty that's why i wanted to do i don't know to do this because i oh well to be careful with it because man the amount of traffic we got off of robin williams death really bummed me out and it's just like <laughs> i don't want to do obits or like anything like that anymore because it was so disturbing mm-hmm. like just something that like i emotionally wrote in the moment i'm glad we're we've calmed I down a piper bit. death coverage go um did, did we do that yeah we, we did yeah, do that on a podcast i like just because uh, like that just feels more organic and yeah dave and i did a quick write-up of just like his best film roles yeah. which uh it's mostly they live anyway about rick <laughs> about <laughs> rick he's always sunny the, he's in tag team with jesse the body ventura the yeah. mind ventura. he was only in bad things well okay Alan rickman i'm sorry i want to talk more about robin hood since you opened that up okay because he, that yes, movie's terrible. He, he got, I think his first one <laughs> was famous with Die Hard, but then he did Robin Hood, which is a very bad movie. There's been 8 million Robin Hood films. It's like The Three Musketeers. It's that public domain film yeah. that for since the 30s, they're like, let's just make that. Let's make another one of those. And so they make this one with Kevin fucking Costner as Robin of Loxley, yeah. the least British person there ever was. Yeah. <laughs> Who also teams up with Christian Slater. Yeah, I mean, oh, old yeah. tiny Good England. God. We and, do need to watch this. <laughs> and then meanwhile, Alan Rickman is uh, little John. No, the Sheriff of Nottingham. Sheriff of Nottingham. Sheriff of yeah. Nottingham. Which is good casting. Like, yeah, totally. Perfect. In my mind, I'm like, oh, dude, totally. No, I think he, it, in hindsight, he, tears, he is the best thing about it. He tears. He knows he's in garbage, so he is ripping. <laughs> like, he is ripping the scenery off the walls and just eating it whole hog. Like, I, do you want to play those clips I got? You know what, they, know which you know what which. Alan Rickman said when they asked him to be Little John? What's that? Yeah, what? yeah. okay. <laughs> Get it? Mm. No, I didn't. I got it. Yes. Okay. I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. Why a spoon, cousin? Why not a axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and that's impressive. That's, yes. That's, I thought... I thought that was for Men in Tights. Men in, dude, they're they are hard to distinguish now. Well, because ah. Men in Tights was such a direct... It hurts Men in Tights, honestly, because yeah. it's such a direct parody right. of Robin Hood. Of that specific movies. Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that Carrie Elways even just says, like... Unlike other Robin Hoods, like I can speak with an English accent. Uh, but the other Robin Hood clip is even better. Yeah. Oh. Would you prefer pain or death? Death. <laughs> what about you? Pain or death? Uh, pain. Torture. You see, it makes no difference. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. <laughs> oh, one more, one more. Would you? 
and call off Christmas. This hooded viper simply slithers into the forest. You, Myram, 10.30 tonight. You, 10.45. Bring a friend. <laughs> you say that to uh, strumpets, I suppose you'd call yeah. it. So, but I remember being excited about the dumbass Ridley Scott, <laughs> Russell Crowe, Robin Hood. God, because who what, is this? Who is this Robin? <laughs> that what they were supposed to, what it, it was pitched as, is that he was. It was going to be the story of Robin Hood from Sheriff of Nottingham's perspective, mm. and that's who Russell Crowe was going to play. And the studio was just uh-huh. like, "Fuck it, we haven't done a Robin Hood movie in eight years. Let's just have him be Robin It'll Hood. Be a straight Robin. It'll Hood. be a straight yeah. Robin Hood movie. It'll sell instantly. Okay. Meanwhile, who the fuck remembers it? Yeah. And I, I was the, the second I thought of a Sheriff of Nottingham movie. No, I did not think of the <laughs> Slim Pickens Disney Sheriff of Nottingham. Oh boy, <laughs> I thought of Rickman's Sheriff of yeah, Nottingham. Yeah. Like that would be awesome to see a whole movie starring this character. And he yeah. cancels Christmas, and I love that he's just such like a mewling jerk who's like, "Why don't they love me? <laughs> this guy's stealing from me. Why don't they love me?" <laughs> he's so desperate. It's a prescient view of the internet. You know. Yeah. You know when I I I think you have it here. I or like when I the, when I became aware. Mm-hmm. Of Alan Rickman, very, very fucking late in the game. But because yeah. I, I probably seen Die Hard as a kid, but yeah. didn't understand it. But this is where I first became aware of Alan Rickman. I am a seraphim, ah. the highest choir of angels. You do know what an angel is, don't you? Metatron acts as the voice of God. Any documented occasion when some Yahoo claims that God has spoken to them, they're speaking to me. Or they're talking to themselves. <laughs> really, yeah, he's, he's great in that. Uh, he, is, he is, and I like I just I haven't thought about that movie yeah. in years and hearing people say like, no, this is awesome. It's only years everybody hating Kevin you know Smith. I, I yeah. Like Dogma was not only really it's fun. The uh, in my opinion. Hmm. The last great Kevin Smith film. Yeah, well, I think it's the last. Well, if you haven't seen some of his newer stuff that takes oh, yeah. place outside uh, of the Scooter Burns, yeah. like it's fine. I, th- I really liked uh, Red State. Yeah, and but after after Dogma, he went on a kind of a uh, well, run made, of he not made so like a, a fucking cliched mainstream yeah. double shot of Hollywood comedies yeah. with even with Jane Silent Bob Strike yeah. Back. What I liked about Dogma is that it was it was the most pure Kevin Smith, and he could cast the best people yeah. too. And also that uh, I think he said in interviews when he cast Alan Rickman, he's like, "Who else would be he, the voice of God?" He like, just referred to him like, "Yeah, voice of God." How am I not going to get Hans Gruber? And that was when I first became aware through Kevin Smith in interviews. Like, yeah, fuck that. It let's, had to be Hans Gruber. Let's see the, use the per, the right terminology. What? The voice of Alanis Morissette. The voice of Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I, I missed, it, yeah. Is that movie? Oh, God, that's the one I want to revisit right now. Yeah. Where we sit. I want to revisit Dogman. Wonder if it's out anywhere. But he's the best. I think he's the best part of that movie too. I also love his, just this whole. I didn't capture, it, but his his soliloquy as he's putting drinks in his mouth and then spitting them out immediately. He can't partake. You can't. You yeah. can't drink. You can't swallow. He can't as, swallow. As he's got no dick. Yeah. And he even shows so he you his no like, dick. Yeah, his uh, Kindle junk. But it's perfect. Like, he's just so... It was written exactly for him, too, because nobody's better just, like, withering, like, really? Yeah. Someone, <laughs> yeah. someone was doing an impression of... Like, you have a, a dairy bubble in the back <laughs> of your throat. Yes, just it's, can't talk. It's just such a perfect voice, He's too. fucking great. Like, uh, he, he's also on one of my favorite King of the Hills that I'd forgotten about until his death. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But it's, they go to a Ren fair, and that's where... Uh, yes, uh, well, is, okay. is it in here? Yeah. Hank Hill, strict and propane. Jesus. Ah, so you are keeper of the flame. 
Uh, assistant <laughs> keeper of the flame. Our kingdom is accepting bids from members of your guild. Wow. We require 1,000 stone a week of your magic gas. A stone is, <laughs> in your native tongue, a gallon. Yes. <laughs> At the end of the episode, then it's revealed that he was just a Texan guy who was yeah. affecting the accent all the time. Yeah, and he kind of does that Hans Gruber American accent where it's yeah. like, yeah, you're great at a lot of things, but American accents are... Uh... I just love that. Man, I really want to watch work. That, that... Yeah. Oh, like, oh. I think Hill's trying... No, but his... his Oh, unfair. Oh, like no, he wasn't. He, knows, he was has like, to sell the okay, propane, but yes. he thinks it's stupid. <laughs> but he, that's do, like his yeah. whole his whole life. He grew up in that like 1940s version of America. <laughs> and knows and knows he's never going to get it back. And when he sighs at these situations, <laughs> oh. But see, this is like the 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 American who realizes his his uh, his influence in the world is diminishing yes. and rolls with it. Yes, it is yeah. not like give it back. Yes, it's just he's like the, he's the perfectly Hank Hill is strangely the perfect example of like how the white men should conduct themselves. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, like, he's he's still like I guess if this is <laughs> because he's still that's like, the way the world's turning. He's still extolling like American virtues I of like be a good guy. Everyone, uh, everyone's free to do what they want. Like that's America, and yeah. uh, I think it's weird and. <laughs> Stupid, but that's oh, your freedom. Unless they're using charcoal grills. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, that's just a front to humanity. This is something I never knew about Rickman either. That he became famous first as an actor in, in England for a uh, for a stage production of um, Dangerous Liaisons or mm. uh, whatever the Cruel Intentions, Les Liaisons Dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and you kids will notice Cruel Intentions. And it was such a big deal that they thought, oh, he's definitely going to star in the movie version of it. And then they hired John Malkovich instead to play his, his part. You, I think yeah. he was like one of the only people to replace. Like yes. everybody else was brought over. Mm. Really? Not him. And then one of his. How do you both know so much about Dangerous? I Liaisons? just saw this. This is a cracked article. Okay, I was going to yeah. say. I know all about Dangerous. It's like the one Scorsese movie I haven't seen. Have you? I feel like Cracked and BuzzFeed are probably looking at every celebrity that's 69 and it's like, (laughs) just start writing the obit. Did you you not see Well, you have to because of their age. 69, dudes! Uh, Did you not watch Dangerous Liaisons to see Uma Thurman's boobs? Bu- oh, I, th- I thought you meant pubes. Either way, I'd blush. You don't see her pubes. Um, either way, I'd blush. Uh, uh, Baron Munchausen, that's Rickman, where it's at. There also aren't any good quotes from this because he's a boring character in it, but Rickman is very good at being boring in Sense yeah. and Sensibility. In Sense and Sensibility, he's supposed to be the guy who always loved Kate Winslet, but she's he's the nice guy I've who gets the girl it. in the end. But... But when it's written by Jane Austen, it's fine. From it's 1996? Fine. Yes. Wow, this will we'll come up we'll in 3020. Yes, we will. He worked with Emma Thompson a lot. She, yeah. she was one of many of his former co-workers who put up... Co-workers? <laughs> actors who put up memories of him and saying was, what a nice guy he was, super liberal guy, supporter of women. Uh, one interesting thing was that he was with the same woman apparently all the way from college, but didn't marry her until last year, which wow. oh, almost so makes you know it feel, he's fucking dying. Yeah, I Jesus. Because you're like, oh, you got to get my stuff. I need to be on your insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Alan. But I mean, Um, did we we jump past Die Hard, I guess? guess, We should just start with Die Hard. uh, Was this him singing from with Emma Thompson? No, this is from Truly Madly Deeply. I thought that was her. No, it's not. What is Truly Madly Deeply? Sun ain't gonna shine anymore. Moon ain't gonna rise in the sky. Jesus, Alan. That... It's why a bummer do, to hear why it is now. that the one song you have on record? Um, <laughs> what is well, it? there's also him as the evil judge in Sweeney Todd, but mm-hmm. uh, that that's not a well, good thing. Well, but he is I one of those actors say. who had um what would you call it? Like a moonlight career? Like uh, he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't immediately burst onto the yeah. scene but kinda came as 
42 in Die yeah. Hard. There's just um, like, I mean, as we'll see, just like it was like from Die Hard to like King of the Hill to mm-hmm. Prince of Th- Like all these things are things that like I saw or knew of as a kid, yeah. a teenager, adolescent. Yeah. And then obviously we're going to talk about Die Hard, sure. Harry Potter, Galaxy. Just so many yeah, things yeah. where it's like. He and dogma, and that's it's like Juliet Stevenson. He's though, like. he's completely unique in his delivery. Yeah. Like it doesn't sound like oh, that's one of those English accents. It's like he's, his yeah. his delivery and his his composure. He's like a cat. Yeah, where like <laughs> where it's like to see him lose any of that composure is hilarious. I'm not going to beg for <laughs> your food because yeah. he's a cat. Like it's just it's that, that quiet dignity that whenever he has to roll his eyes as Metatron, you're like <laughs> like a cat, or like Sideshow Bob, like Sideshow Bob. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah that's but it's actually truly madly. Deeply is one of the rare times where he starred in something. Like that's, he's the biggest star in it. He's a supporting as, as like a character ghost. in most things. That's like one of my my lady's favorite movies. God, I probably have to watch that this weekend. But let's go into some Die Hard. Why don't we? Please God, no, you're one of them, aren't you? You're one of them. No, no, don't kill me, please. No, please, don't kill me, don't kill me, please. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Relax, relax. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not. You don't work for Nakatomi. This is an American accent. I like it. And if you're not one of them... Ooh. I'm a cop from New York. Fuck, I thought I got that out of there. <laughs> I just got a Google Hangouts Was that me telling you to put a clip? said to me before. yippee Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, Those oh, are the man. best clips I could find on the thing. I have not watched Die Hard in I a long time. I just watched it again for the holidays this year. Yeah, I watched year. the first three minutes. I, I, when, I, when I got to that scene, I'm like, why does McLean buy this? And he doesn't really. Like, no, he doesn't. He gives, him, he immediately, he gives him an unloaded gun, mm-hmm. and within like five minutes, like I, for, for some reason I thought they spent like the, half the movie together. No, right? no. But it's I just that one scene where, and then he gives him the gun, and then... That's what I was... Because watching the first half him. an hour, 45 minutes at four in the morning in Florida, <laughs> yeah. I, like I never... They, they don't ever come across one another. I also like the bit... It was too brief, but the bit where he's in the elevator and goes like, nice suit. Nice shoot. Like just making small <laughs> yeah. talk with the Nakatomi guy on their way there. And it was he was great as a villain. I think it kind of set up that oh, what are action movie villains? Well they're yeah. not Americans. Like they're white uh, non-Americans who have strong accents and they go yeah. like you with your American balls. You're not <laughs> you you aren't the ruler of the world and then they get shot in the face like we are the ruler of the world, man. That's that's kinda, American action. I kind of feel like he was such a great villain in Die Hard One that mm-hmm. they made the Die Hard Three villain his relative just to be like we got to get some of that. Uh, well, because who even remembers Gruber the Die Rub. Hard Two villain? I think, anyway. Yeah, I think well, it's I mean, like three people. Well, meanwhile, Jeremy Irons feels like he should be on Rickman's yeah. brother. You know, it's yeah. just they're of the that's, same. That's famous. that's how I've seen him the most. I watched Die Hard with a Vengeance so much. It's just that, that quick flashback. Clip, yeah, from falling off the building. That thing in L.A. Good old I mean, that's the Die Hard I feel like I saw first. Yeah, I love With a Vengeance. Mm, with so a Vengeance, much. very good. And he got cast like two weeks. He moves to L.A. for two weeks and then gets cast in Die Hard. You know, like, somebody, somebody in wow. the comments, we were talking about something and they said you should listen to that Nerdist interview with Tim Roth, so I did. Mm. And I just, I'd never heard that before. And, and Tim Roth, it was joking about the Harry Potter movies. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, like I, yeah, I was almost in that. And like, oh yeah, every British person was also <laughs> in that. Almost in Harry Potter. He's like, no, no, I was, I was, I offer the role as Snape, and I accepted, and um, and what? I accepted, and then he was like, "But I also was doing another show," and they said, "You're going to have to fly back and forth to England for eight years," <laughs> and, he, and yeah. he's like, "I have kids. No, I can't. No, yeah. I, I can't be this character for seven years." And because Alan yeah. Rickman, when I remember when I like 
perfect casting. Yeah. But you are 40 years older than the character in the book. Mm. He was... Mm. Really? I think so. Oh, I think he's he looked, a little older. Yeah. But also, he's supposed to... When I read... I saw the movies before the books mm-hmm. of Harry Potter. And so when I read the books... I saw them describe Snape even more like nastier than he looks in the film because he's not unattractive in the film, but in the yeah. books they describe mustache. like that he has a mustache, that he has his, his yeah. greasy hair, greasy hair, his face. like a long nose. Yeah, and... his yeah, it's a weird. Yeah, he's you're supposed to dislike him even more. That's also why they need in books they need descriptions to let, mm-hmm. keep reminding you like you're not supposed to like this guy. He's and got bad hygiene. It's they, a, do, they do it in every film. They make you unlike yeah. him again. And Brett, no, that's, you, that's the amazing... Uh, let's Brett hear some clips. suggested this is a clip. Yeah, this and, and is like, from Sorcerer's Philosopher's Stone. And this is like... The first time you really see Snape is Harry's Hogwarts, Potions class. Snape storms in. And in this one scene, you get everything you need to know about how Snape is, yes. exists. But it's also completely Alan Rickman's delight. Yeah. Like, no one else could give this version of yeah. Snape. And it became a defining generation... Like. This is Snape, and I, and I hate I I hate Sorcerer's Stone. I think I hate it's the first two, two movies. Yeah. And like watching the scene, like no, no, this is a really cool introduction to Snape because it's yeah. a bunch of kids sitting quietly in class. A door flings open, yeah. and a guy stomps to the room and starts swish, delivering his swish, speech. And like, you are people are so fucked. <laughs> there will be no foolish wand waving or silly incantations in this class. As such. I don't expect many of you to appreciate the subtle science and exact art that is potion-making. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, I can teach you how to bewitch the mind and ensnare the senses. I can tell you how to bottle fame, brew glory, and even put a stopper in death. Ah, it's really, it's really good. And his I, I, face is half of it too. By the yeah. way, just the li- when he pauses, just the way his mouth is like half open, like oh, yeah, I'm about to I, say something. I ain't one for fancy book reading. <laughs> I, by that I mean I don't have a lot, a very good retention. Right. Uh, but I re- read the book before I saw the movie, and this—that's pretty much verbatim from yeah. the book. <laughs> and it wasn't how I read the presentation. And that it's it's verbatim from the book, and just that was it. That was the performance of Snape. For yeah, because the book, I still, yeah, like you said, you get a different sense that he's a little like just you know weaker overall, mm-hmm. like visually not appealing, and his voice is probably kind of like nerdy or something. Or gonna, he, he's not going to have. Whereas that Snape comes off as authoritative and intimidating, mm-hmm. and not that Snape wasn't intimidating in the books, but it's just like Alan Rickman kind of changes your perception of from the book version of Snape. But for the better, I feel. Well, and then Rickman is such like, he's so good at being a hateable guy. And that's exactly what you yeah. needed because 90% of, of uh, Harry Potter books involve the thought of, well, is it Snape this time? Yeah. And after the fourth time, I just yeah. wanted to shake Harry like, it's not fucking Snape. It's yeah. not going to be Snape. Yeah, but it, right up into the last moment. And yeah, then like, I, 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 no, I in six, hesitated the, to yeah. post it on Facebook. I wrote that article in that fan cut of like, with new music to sequentially every Snape scene, and he becomes the most tragic character yeah. in that entire book. And that is absolutely what Rowling was going for, it's, and cast appropriately for Snape to be that tragic figure. So, and like, I walk uh, away from the eight Harry Potter movies, like, and and think about Snape now, like, wow, you really did sacrifice fucking yeah. everything. Well, he had the raw steel, but I'm with I'm with Dumbledore that like hmm. he 
he first joined the Ku Klux Klan and then oh, realized, no. oh, wait, this one person I like is Jewish, so maybe I shouldn't be part of this. <laughs> and then Dumbledore's like, all right, fine, work for me. But, like, you, you're, you've committed hate crimes, Snape. And yeah. finally, Snape, Snape became better. Yeah. Like, but Yeah, he's... Just a great character of that. Like he's not. Just totally, so you know, he's Henry not, does not admire redemption. He wants. He wants everybody. <laughs> no, to know that. He, he but, but like Snape, Snape is not a totally like he's not totally redeemed because no. like he he ends up doing something good in the end. But it's still like he's still not entirely good and he's not entirely bad and he just well, comes off as like the, yeah, the realist the, person. The flashbacks like in the every, book though are just like make him seem like such a horribly tragic figure. Maybe a petty dick because yeah. he didn't get a girl once well, and now she hates his kid. I love yeah. that level to his character that has mm-hmm. to be played too because. He loves Lily and mm-hmm. will prize her her only son mm-hmm. and only child. He 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 will love that too. Transitive properties. At the same time, she married the guy he yeah. hated more than anybody yeah. and looks just like him. Yeah. And so and so he has to work oh, yeah, with this person. Like he looks just like James Potter, and he has to work with him. The guy who tortured him in school and then ended up with the only woman he ever loved. Has anybody and revisited the films lately? No, no only I'm in curious. the clips. I rewatched uh, Over the Break, like, uh, Freeform, the new ABC Family Channel. Ice, was, what? Azkaban. Was showing I, Azkaban. That's yeah. what I just watched. They showed them all, but yeah. I was like, man, maybe if I get home in time, I'll watch Order of the Phoenix again. And there's mm-hmm. those little moments in Azkaban where, like, he's protecting the kids. Yeah. Like, that he's acting all scary, like, oh, Snape's a dick. Yeah. But And also that Snape's reaction there, too. There's so many levels to that where he meets uh, uh, he meets Mooney and and uh, the other guy uh, and and he's like oh fuck you guys you've picked on me too and they're like yeah Snape you are a dick and yeah. they're the ones who hate Snape too and that Snape uh, I love his speech to Harry when he's talking about telling him what Voldemort did that it sounds like he's both praising and hating Is Voldemort the mind at control the same clip? time yes. in the past it was often the Dark Lord's pleasure to invade the minds of his victims, creating visions designed to torture them into madness. Only after extracting the last exquisite ounce of agony, only when he had them literally begging for death, would he finally kill them. Mm-hmm. So good. It's just so hard. Like that delivery is so unique and distinct because it's like I never know when he's going to end the sentence. No. <laughs> like every syllable sounds like that could be the end of the sentence. It's so many incredible pauses. I don't know. It's 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 great. And then he has to be this fearsome dude the whole time. Who you're all supposed to think is turning on Harry, and even when. Even after he's turning against Harry, turning against Harry, and that he's it was all a trick, and that he killed Dumbledore for good reason, and all this yeah. stuff. It's just, uh, it's it's so great. I think what's, some of the more touching tributes that I've seen have been mm-hmm. like from the people in those movies, yeah. like Daniel Radcliffe yeah. and Emma Watson. The, I I rarely get angry at things on the mm-hmm. internet. I just like there's so many arguments that I just can't get angry about. Uh, like, so the, many of them, but people getting on Emma Watson's case for like. One of the first things uh, that she that she posted after he died was this quote that he said about how like uh, I think it's you should be a feminist because it's uh, mutually it's mutual beneficial for everybody. And then everyone gets on Emma Watson. He's like uh, Emma Watson knew this guy for a decade. They were saying she was using him. his death to like, for a platform. No, and, I yeah. think she knows him better than yes. than almost anyone like besides like the his that's, family and very close that's, friends. That's why I want to do this now because there's always that inevitable backlash. Like you, your heroes are tainted too. Yeah. 
Thanks, Salon. It's always yeah. good to know. It's yeah. always, always good to know that this yeah. person we're all sad about dying is also really an asshole by modern standards. I I, I think this uh, this his death also showed this kind of generational thing that you see. Totally, some people like, oh, he's the diehard guy. He's the Robin Hood guy. Yeah. He's server Snake. Yeah. Or for me, mm-hmm. my favorite Alan Rickman one is. Uh, Dr. Lazarus in Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yes, I agree. Which this is, is all, how, how, this is how on I was Netflix. Like, uh, I didn't know who he was because yeah. I saw this movie like several times. Uh, we talked about uh, much like when Bowie died, we snuck in Labyrinth for a Monday Night Movie. We were talking about sneaking in Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Were we really? Well, yeah, we, we just were. We were considering yeah. it. Because we can still bump X-Files because <laughs> that shows out for six weeks. So mm-hmm. yeah. it'll be uh, relevant. But, but yeah, the Galaxy Quest, if you've never seen it, is... I think the perfect like William, parody and tribute to Star Trek ever made. That's yeah. what William William Shatner quoted this character today. Launched the career of tweet. Justin Long. Wow. Yeah. Like no, Justin. <laughs> so basically, it is what if uh, a cast of characters that are basically a melding of Next Generation. What if it's three amigos cast. meet Star Trek? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the cast of a classic show called Galaxy Quest are found by aliens who think the show is real and built the Enterprise and then put them on it. And it's this great way of just like mocking the tropes while celebrating them at the same time. And that includes Dr. Lazarus. Because he's Alan like the Rickman's wharf character. character. No, no, no. He's Spock. He's oh, Spock. He's Sp- well, with the, with, I was thinking with the makeup. Yeah, he's, he- <laughs> he, I guess he's kind of... Well, that's like his equivalent of the Spock ears. And his equivalent of live long and prosper mm-hmm. is by Grabthar's hammer, <laughs> well, I, well, I, well, yeah. you shall be avenged. By Grabthar's hammer. <laughs> this is the bad one. What's, what a saving. <laughs> it's like the beginning of the film, they're like they're so low that they have to do mall openings. And I, I actually don't know if that cliche exists anymore. Because I remember right. when Joel quit MST, he's like, yeah, I just didn't want to be like Adam West and opening up grocery stores I mean, and boat shows. Like, and like... like does that still happen? Isn't always like a, local something. Isn't there like yeah. a row of Comic-Con where like sad yeah. celebrities just sit yeah, in like... Yeah, sad celebrity row. Yeah. And if you live in like Topeka, Kansas or whatever and you were on a TV show 30 years ago, they still probably do ask you to open stores and yeah. stuff. But mm-hmm. this is this is like they're in the Pasadena Mall. Also, Justin Long is great in it too. But mm-hmm. then... Uh, his Grabthar's Hammer thing is such a great runner, and it leads to one of the most like rewarding yeah. scenes ever, which I, I have a clip of that, too. I was an actor once. Damn it, now look at me. Look at me! I can't go out there, and I won't say that stupid line one more time. By Grabthar's Hammer, Dr. Lazarus? Don't do that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I was only just... Don't. And then the last time... Yes, sir. Grabthar's hammer by the sons of Warvan, you shall be avenged. That's like one of his biggest fans on the uh, on the, the bu- ship. ship, and he's he's been killed, and he's he is saying the thing. It's it's just such. Yeah. I love that because it's just such great storytelling. Yeah, yeah. You're building up this thing the entire movie that was a joke, and yeah. then it means the most to the person who hates it the most. And well, oh, it just makes me feel. I haven't seen over. it since the theater, so I'm really yeah. eager to see it again. Yeah, like like I said, we I I was at college in St. Augustine. They had two movie theaters, and I don't mean places to go to watch movies. I mean two screens upon which to project <laughs> movies, and one was Galaxy Quest for four months. Yeah. Wow. So I watched it ev- like almost every weekend because they didn't card yeah. for beer. And <laughs> and I I've never wanted to watch it again and now I've I like I've lived long uh, enough to see it become a cult classic and people quoting yeah. it. Go, and, goatee? Huh? Do you have a goatee? <laughs> yeah. 
any yeah. any Caesar hair, haircut or highlights or anything? A <laughs> little bit of product. A little bit of product. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, no well, highlights, though. But the show, also, <laughs> the, the movie also showed that one of his best partners in comedy was Tim <laughs> Allen. You never thought. I think that's Alan the, Rickman and Tim Allen working yeah. off each other. Uh, Tim Allen Rickman. That's what I. Tim <laughs> and the Tim Allen is. He's underrated just because he's done a lot of garbage, or maybe he sucks and he doesn't try. <laughs> but he, but when he does try, he does he's try. really good because um, he's the Kirk in that, right? He's, Kirk. he's William Shatner, and so's uh, and Sigourney Weaver is amazing too. Is I guess the she's kind of the combination of Uhura and uh, Troy. I'd say she yeah. she was the sex symbol of the show, which I guess Uhura more so was. And her Sigourney Weaver's job, as she explains it, was just to repeat what the computer says. Yeah. You ask a question, the computer <laughs> says it, and then she repeats what yeah, it says. I always forget what it, like a takedown on Star Trek that whole. Yeah. That and whole Wesley movie Crusher is. is they have a Wesley Crusher type on it. They have huh. and, and it's one of Sam Rockwell's. First Sam first. Rockwell's so fucking good at yeah, it. Yeah, he's guy. a red shirt. He's, he's like, like yeah, he's like the guy who mooches off the show. Like oh, I was in this one episode. Don't you remember? <laughs> well, his ins- his this isn't a Sam Rockwell celebration, but just his insistence of just like, no, I am gonna die. You don't even know what my name is, do you? Do you? <laughs> he, I did like the Grand Monk clip. plays a Tony Shalhoub is just like stoned the whole his character yeah. stoned the whole. Thing. This is the most the most excited I've been for a movie based on a book I liked, and the most disappointed I was with the final result. But I have no problem with the casting of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. No way. Um, especially him as Marvin the Martian. I think you ought to know I'm feeling very depressed. <laughs> well, we have something that should take your mind off things. It won't work. I have an exceptionally large mind. Yeah, we know. But um, we need you to go down to the number two entry bay and pick up our stowaways and bring them up here. Just that. I won't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's life. Life? Don't talk to me about life. Here I am, brain the size of a planet, and they ask me to take you up to the bridge. Call that job satisfaction, because I don't. <laughs> Man, she's like the most dated thing about that whole movie. Zoe? <laughs> like the Zoe she's, 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 in a movie. She's, she's, she's headlining a movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's not hey, new girls are real good. And most most is deaf in his non-Muslim name. Um, Most Def is the weakest link of that film, but it's I. That film gets a bad rap. It's pretty bad. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's I, pretty I, bad. I watch it, it before that BBC special, uh, the BBC <laughs> one, any day of the well, week. Well, that's a, I realized later on I don't like the books as much as I used to. The, Man, the Hitchhiker's Guide is a lot like Dune. Get stay with me. Oh God! Uh, oh God! <laughs> uh, because there's like no great visual representation. Mm-hmm. There's a movie that disappoints. There's a TV miniseries that disappoints. And if you took pieces from both of them, you'd probably have a good thing. But no matter which one you watch, you're just going to be like, this isn't still as good yeah. as the book. I do remember this movie was a comeback for Jim Henson's Creature Shop, though. Yeah, the aliens in the movie are, like, puppets. visually it is good. It's just like, it. it's a silly book that they, they try and do straightforward for, like, in the, film is the first three quarters. Person. And then try and, like, surmise the next four books in the last ten minutes. I, look, it's and, too truncated. But also the casting of Stephen Fry as the voice of the Hitchhiker's mm-hmm. Guy, that was really good. It, the film had great casting yeah, other, Freeman, than, other awesome. than most deaf. It had great casting. It had it hit all the funny bits, and Alan Rickman's voice of Marvin was just beyond perfect. Yeah. Especially that <laughs> Marvin saves the day with his depression. He weapon literally weaponizes his sadness and makes everybody else sad and fall down. All it's, right, it's all beautiful. right. Well, Alan Rickman. Um, Jesus, anybody want to say something more? By uh, Grabthar's hammer. By Grabthar's hammer. Miss. You will be missed. We're gonna uh, come back from a little break, and we're gonna talk about. Um, 
a little man called David Jones. Um, we will be right back. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. My voice is all fucked. Uh, why did everybody just stop talking? My voice is all fucked because all the people in the other room made me go out and do David Bowie karaoke last night, and I can barely talk, and I'm hungover as shit. But I'm here to tell you, thanks for listening, and you should check out all the other shit we have going up all over the site this week, especially 302010, the brand new pop culture show, which takes a look at this week in history, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. It's fucking awesome. It's, uh, I don't know, I can't imagine you can't listen to that and find something you like every five minutes. Give it a shot. If you like Laser Time, if you like the intro to Talking Simpsons, you will love that gig. Uh, and also check out on LaserTimePodcast.com this week. We're going to have a, uh, one of our patented top sevens on Tarantino stuff. I don't know what it is, but uh, let's all let's find out together at LaserTimePodcast.com. Furthermore, uh, Patreon people, we're beyond the David Bowie mourning period, and we're moving into the X-Files celebratory period. We're going to try and stream the game, uh, which you can find at YouTube.com slash LaserTimeNetwork. I can't confirm that because it I don't know if we can get the game to work but we're gonna fucking try there is a fucking old game with a lot of FMV cutscenes uh, from the classic X-Files era. we're gonna try that but also for Patreon users uh, patreon.com slash later time we are going to be streaming X-Files fight the future tonight uh, you can get that commentary as an mp3 anytime though but you can join us live tonight at 6pm pacific time uh, in addition to that we also have new commentaries for I believe this week we'll have uh, a wrestling commentary for the Royal Rumble uh, the, I don't know which one it is, but it's the one where Vince blows out his quads. What a classic. Uh, we'll also have a new commentary for the first episode of the Spider-Man animated series. You can find all that and more at Patreon.com, and we are getting your stickers and posters ready. I cannot wait for you to see them. I got the ooh, I got some preliminary sketches, and it is going to be sweet. And last but not least, I'm going to plug the Laser Time Community Pilot Party. Uh, the guys over in the Laser Time Facebook group. No, not our page. The Facebook group. It's super fun. Bunch of people hanging out over there doing really weird stuff and uh, entertaining me all day. Should get, give it a search. I, there's no link I can give you, but the Laser Time Podcast. Search that on Facebook. Uh, but they're doing something on January 31st all day starting at 9 a.m. Central Time. It's the Community Pilot Stream. Uh, they're taking a bunch of weird-ass pilots, including things like Puchinski, the dog that solves crime, and Puppet Land. Weird shit on YouTube we can all watch together, and that's going to be going all day. You can jump in and out. It's a lot easier than how we do streams for our Patreon users. It requ- you don't have to have the media yourself. It's all going to be with free YouTube videos. Check that out on January 31st. I'm going to be hanging out there for a little while. I can't promise all day. We shall see. Anyway, guys, uh, so check out LaserTimePodcast.com. Help support us on Patreon. Thank you, thank you so much, guys. We've launched two shows this year, and we're getting a lot of positive feedback. And speaking of which, if you wanted to give us a, help us out a little bit, positive feedback on 302010 uh, during its debut weeks on iTunes would really help us out. Throw it a star, a short review. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you so much, guys. Let's talk about David Bowie. Players of time, second segment. All aboard. Black struck the kiss you can buy cock. Smoke the mistress drifting on. Tis a pity she was a whore. She stole my purse with rattling speed. That was patrol. This is 
I bought on iTunes in like three years. Yeah. Black Star. Uh, oh, that's a good song. It's a it's pity a, she was a soul. What was a whore? I that's my favorite song. Ever. Yeah, it's but it sounds very like I don't know. Like my girlfriend was like, "Have you heard Black Star yet?" And like, no. It's like it's really good. Like it's it, a weird album because like I bought it today yeah. and it's only nine or ten tracks. Yep. And in the time it took me to walk to Taco Bell, eat, mm-hmm. and then get on the train and come here, I heard the whole thing and I was mm-hmm. like, oh. And it was so hard to qualify. Like. Can, you couldn't even guess what year it's from. Yeah. Because there's parts of it that I'm like, this sounds specifically to me like 2006 Block Party, mixed with Rage Against the Machine, mixed uh, with yeah. editing a car in Gran Turismo, yep. mixed <laughs> with a ripping sax solo. Well, it's yeah. like this like is like a JRPG un- battle sequence. Yeah. It's, and, and like yeah. I, you always wonder what, what genre is are JRPGs emulating? It's like, oh, it's whatever David Bowie's doing on his yeah. latest albums, and that that fucking He's image of like. The amount of p- things David Bowie inspired, character yeah. design wise, I mean, uh, with JRPG Metal characters Gear. and for Metal Gear, for a million things. Like we, we is, talked about a yeah. ton of that on Video Game Apocalypse, by the way, uh, last week. But so yeah, David Bowie passed away this Monday, and I, I the, think it's, the, I think he had been suffering with liver cancer for eighteen months. Nobody knew. Uh, a small like but, five people knew. But I can't. Life. I can't. Maybe it's just in the the recent wake of his death. I just can't think of a person and icon that we're, we would lose of his magnitude um, yeah, I don't and know. maybe he that really he just he, like I kept saying he looks he looks like a fucking yoga practicing vegan like he's always looked great yeah, uh, I he, didn't expect him to, to, to die again my money was on Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan this year I lost yeah. in the celebrity death pool also it's not too late <laughs> it kind of derails it but of all the Harry Potter cast I thought would be the first to go mm-hmm. outside of the first Dumbledore Michael Gambon <laughs> like how did uh, McGonagall, I forget Women her name. live longer than men, but yeah. The, but well, like she, she seemed old, way older when the show no, when, they, when it started. They don't, I don't know. In the, these, not that I want these modern die. times. <laughs> in these modern times, she's great in Downton Abbey. Um, that age, which is a number called. <laughs> <laughs> is that I'm, what I'm you? Not, is I'm not gonna. Sixty nine, dude. That's a young age to go. Yeah. Um, it is. Uh, in this day especially for celebrities who can afford all the seriously that's in the what world. I thought you're like, so yeah. rich and then like that, that not to bring that up the mortality of it but like that's how fucking devastating cancer is that mm. like the richest people in the world can't beat it yeah it's, it's fuck's sake but so David Bowie like he had uh, I've read at this point I've read enough things that are like all these great memories of him and yeah. and retrospectives one of my favorite. we're gonna focus here on the things involving David Bowie that make us laugh by the way we're not gonna explore a bunch of his music <laughs> well one of my favorite uh, I read was Rob Sheffield, who's this great rock critic who's written for the Rolling Stone for millions of years. He mentioned how you know Bowie did all this transformation and how he done all these things. Mm-hmm. One of his best lines is in uh, Young Americans. There's a, says like we've lived for twenty years. Do we have to die for fifty more? <laughs> and he lived almost seventy years, and he uh-huh. did. He lived those other fifty. Like after twenty, he's like, no, I'm going to keep living. Like I'm going to keep doing just, awesome stuff mm-hmm. or do what I feel like doing. I know we live in an age of, I don't know, I don't want to say the internet, but like someone universally liked to this degree mm, yeah. for not only his persona but his output yeah. and his behavior like yeah. David he just became I'm David Bowie the man who shows up I am <laughs> I am pop culture icon David Bowie I'm instantly I'm cool you'll recognize me even if you don't recognize my music and those who do recognize my music will be even more excited to see me but then me. yeah it's like 
we mentioned this on bonus time a little bit, like the idea of he was famous. Like, yeah, he got really famous with his music, but mm-hmm. then he just became this universally famous. Totally. Like, yeah, I'm in a movie. Uh, I'm in Labyrinth. I'm in. Yeah. I, I, he has a bit part in Prestige that is like one of the best parts of the whole oh, movie. We do have that. As Tesla. Society only tolerates one change at a time. God damn. The first time I tried to change the world, I was hailed as a visionary. Second time. I was asked politely to retire. <laughs> so here I am, enjoying my retirement. Nothing is impossible, Mr. Angier. What you want is simply expensive. <laughs> oh, I love that bit. That's, that's one of the I most, really uh, want to revisit that movie. There's another clip we'll get to. In it, uh, it, uh, we'll play the thing from him from uh, uh, Last Temptation of Christ, too. And you might notice a theme with the things he's talking and th- about. I do love that this was supposed to be Sting. Yes. This uh, is supposed to be Sting. Uh, Pontius Pilate, right? Yeah, Pontius Pilate. People were afraid to do this. This film got like it, seems it was so, going to get burned down. It like. seems so, but that's that's part of yeah. why I want to appreciate Bowie on this because it was Scorsese. He was already making movies that were extremely controversial, and then decides after he makes the movie where Robert De Niro is a stand-up comedian who kidnaps Jerry Lewis, mm-hmm. I want to make The Last Temptation of Christ, <laughs> where Willem Dafoe plays Jesus. Where the big headline is, Jesus has sex with Mary in it, in <gasps> a vision. And, and it's such a that cool... That pissed people off. I that, understand That it. scene is nothing. No, somebody... Like the protesters set a, a screening room on fire that yeah, was screening uh, the film. Willem Dafoe didn't get cast in stuff for years because of yeah. it. Like, it, it threatened to ruin people's and it's, it's, careers. Out, it's, am I? <laughs> <laughs> there was a fire! Okay. But uh, he plays Pontius Pilate in Last Temptation of Christ. You know, it's one thing to want to change the way that people live, but you want to change how they think, how they feel. All I'm saying is that change will happen with love, not with killing. Either way, it's dangerous. It's against Rome. It's against the way the world is. And killing or loving, it's all the same. It simply doesn't matter how you want to change things. We don't want them changed. Isn't it interesting that they mm-hmm. give lines to David Bowie that are about changing? Like, both of those things are like how the world reacts to change and how... You, it's almost it, like he had it, a hit yeah. song called... No, <laughs> Stop it. doesn't that's, pronounce it. Ch- ch- I mean, that's obvious, but know, it's I also know. just about that he was a rebel rebel of... Mm-hmm. So, God, this is so... Well, it, but he was a rebel like that. <laughs> but I think he, he's, he's also a weird-looking dude, but he was a great fucking actor. Yeah. Yeah. He was great, so he's cast in a ton of shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like you, Britos out there, to sell. I, I don't know if this is uh, uh, derided or anything. I that my name is derived from. But I love, I love the 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 uh, I, <laughs> I love the Christmas special, The Snowman, aired in 1982 on BBC. Christmas aired every year ever since. Uh, but they eventually, they I think to bring it over to America, they swapped out the intro with David Bowie. This attic's full of memories for me. We spent all our summers by the seaside. And in winter, at home, by the fire, frost on the window, and snow, snowballs, and making snowmen. It's not my favorite intro to the snowman, <laughs> like the Briggs original, but I just love that he he's in it. That David Bowie's yeah, involved yeah. in one of the greatest Christmas well, specials ever is, made. And this is 80s Bowie, which is perilously thin, mm-hmm. bleach blonde hair. This is the Let's Dance era David Bowie. Which mm-hmm. we were saying, like, gets slagged on as like, oh, this is definitely his worst output. Yeah. When oh, it's like, let's, let's Dance is like probably the song I hear the most. <laughs> it made him rich. He got he made the most money in the 80s. The one thing that doesn't seem genuine about that mm-hmm. is that David Bowie does not seem like the person to make a snowman. 
You don't think? Yeah, he's the person to make anything. Kid. Yeah, well, he yeah. had a, his life as David Jones was mm-hmm. like a boring British kid's life, and I, then God damn it, I watched it, the interview. Yeah. I didn't get the clip. He's like. So Bowie's not your real name. Oh, it's on Conan. He's like, because he's like, Conan did this awesome tribute to him. Because like, if you didn't, he wasn't just an awesome musician. He was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. And just on Conan, he's like, yeah, I was Davey. Uh, I had made my name Davy Jones. And <laughs> the monkeys came out <laughs> and ruined that for so He's me. like Michael Bolton from and Office he, Space. <laughs> so I think he, said, he made it sound like Bowie was like the fourth name he, he decided on. Um, it's just, you also, yeah. you brought up recently that he, was, uh, he had that, that secrets clip. That this is one of my favorite things ever yeah. on, on Conan. He would just do it with celebrities where they share secrets. secrets. I, I, David Bowie being funny. Bowie secrets. I was on tour in the United States back in '89, and we did a show in Cincinnati. During that show, I shouted out, "It's great to be in Cincinnati." That was a lie. <laughs> and his delivery to camera holding a cigarette fucking beautiful <laughs> fucking beautiful and that's why that's the only reason I even played a bit of the snowman as I love him talking to the camera which he does quite a bit in most of the stuff that he does yeah I yeah, wish he would do an instructional video on like how to light a pilot light <laughs> ah, here we are I, Down here on the floor. I heard other people talk about how that it's... Don't be scared. That, that Bowie's <laughs> I not know you'll as... smell gas, and that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> that Bowie wasn't nostalgic for himself either. Like, they yeah. didn't do things like, oh, it's the David Bowie tribute, or like... Just going through these... to hate tributes. Going through these clips, like, counting the hairstyles. Yeah. All of oh, which just, are not in vogue. Yeah, just do Google image search David Bowie. Yeah. And it is... And then put a decade at the end. 70s, yeah. 80s, 90s. Like, you will be like, this... Like Madonna had the reputation, and Lady Gaga now is like, oh, the chameleon who changes mm-hmm. every. Like Bowie is like so yeah. beyond even mm-hmm. them. Well, there's oh. that gift that popped up for his birthday, oh, yeah, the yeah, days yeah, before yeah. Uh, his death, and it, like then circulated like crazy, and then people like was... didn't attribute the uh, the person actually made it, but it was like mm-hmm. really great like painting of each of his faces, and then like just the, in gift form, it looks amazing. It looks crazy, like, like, and, you can, and like and someone like I was and never always looked cool. I recognized David Bowie as an icon before I recognized him as a musician. Yeah, and but yeah. I, that, that I still way later on dug in very little, and it's like, but all of that resonated so much. I recognize the Ziggy Stardust mm-hmm. lightning bolt. Like we, like, I love seeing yeah. that people put yeah. that on their dogs and stormtrooper helmets. Yeah. Stardust, like uh, Cody Rhodes painted his face. Yeah, like did, he, yeah. Oh, did he? I didn't see it's that. It's amazing how he just transcends. I mean, like, of course he's an actor. Yeah, but he's also he's affected video games. We had totally. video game apocalypse. We talk about all the video like, games. He stars in one video game as kind of himself yeah. to talk to you about playing a video game. Yeah. Press A. But then he also <laughs> inter- he also influenced wrestlers. Like Goldust and Stardust are yeah. very much based on. Uh, so the art print is called Time May Change Me Too by Helen Green. Yeah. That's the one. And you can buy it on Society6.com and actually support the artist who did nice. it. But speaking of the games, like the, the timing of this is super weird because Amplitude finally came oh, out this yeah. week for everybody. Oh, yes. And Amplitude to me uh, is how, like, as a two, probably 22, 23-year-old, I, like, 
I knew who David Bowie was and knew a lot of the popular songs like mm-hmm. Let's Dance and Modern Love and mm-hmm. well I think at that point Nine Inch Nails uh, or Trent Reznor I'm afraid, I'm afraid of, of Americans like I knew all that and I knew American. Labyrinth but then mm-hmm. there's a song in Amplitude the PS2 one called Everyone Says Hi and it's a remix from the album Heathen mm-hmm. but like I was like David Bowie still makes music yeah and it's like much like Duran Duran we're like yeah they kept making music and never really stopped for 30 and, years that he, like, listen to Blackstar like he's striving to make interesting yeah. and weird music Music. Yeah. And it's a, it's um, a very his, interesting album. His but last music video was like his death. I I, I, I can't watch that. I haven't watched yeah. it. I can't I watch it. It yet. sounds too depressing. But I've heard the song. The song opens like I'm in heaven now. Yeah. Yep. It's an interesting album. But yeah. But you're playing Amplitude, so I mentioned like a Guitar Hero track. We just streamed this YouTube.com/slash/LaserTimeNetwork. The new Amplitude. Yeah, we streamed the but new. But the video is like it looks. A it looks like a lot like Bowie World. And yeah. B, it has his, his pace all around the, yeah. the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, he's also been amazing about, like, accepting technology. Yeah, the like, clip of wait. him talking about the internet. Yeah. Of, like, like, oh, yeah. The interview yeah, yeah. was like, it's just a tool. He's like, no, it's not. It, this is like, it, you no, will get, like, artists connected with the audience. Yeah, it's like, like, you make you make the audience just as important as the artist. And, like, yeah. you're not validated until you hear back from the audience. <laughs> this is going to change everything. And, like, putting his money where his mouth is, there was an awesome article I saw about, like, in 2002, he's just like, yeah, fuck my music rights. You want to buy them? Like, I'll sell you shares of my music rights because yeah. this is going to be valueless in a few years. And yeah. I, but I'm going to keep making yeah. shit anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I like, like it, this song because it's about like him uh, so, talking to someone who's left and just asking, like, hope everything's okay with you. Everything's great here. Everybody says hi. Bye. There's also <laughs> a robot playing guitar in the uh, side of the video. Right I mean, there. that's you know, that's <laughs> why is that not in the new game? He's he also way ahead of his time on music videos too. Oh yeah, yeah that MTV a, clip. Think of a song and there's a music. They took down the the Space Oddity video. Oh. I watched it on repeat like the first night. Um, yeah, yeah first you see that clip of like 1980 whatever MTV where he was being interviewed um, by one of the. VJs or mm. whoever it was, and, and then Bowie just completely flips it. <laughs> the black artist, thing? yeah, and it's oh, just yeah. like oh, play some black artists. Um, you never play them, and they're like, yeah, well, you know. And it's just funny when, back then when they don't know to dance around it and yeah. give a politically correct answer, they're just like, well, you know, we got to play that makes sense for audience, you know, just because you know we're here, we like it here in New York, but somebody in the Midwest like, may not see, like it. Mentions Missouri specifically, yeah. like yeah. what about someone in Missouri? You're and TV, like, like you say what's cool, you don't, yeah, you don't. Like, 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 his response to that was not to fight. Yeah. And like at the end of the clip, he's like. I see. It's like, do you get it? I see. I, I see know a every, viewpoint. He's I know like, everything you have to say on it, <laughs> and we don't need to talk about it yeah. any further, because yeah. I'm David Bowie, and I'm yeah. awesome all the time! Yeah. Uh, and David Bowie did all these... He inspired a million artists. Mm-hmm. Like He was also just so inspirational. You should watch the film Velvet Goldmine, just, that's all about the people in it he inspired. Well, he didn't that like film. that movie, did he? He did not, because he thought it was just all about how gay he was in the 70s. <laughs> he was like, this is just about the sex. This isn't about anything else. And about how he had sex with Mick Jagger and Mm-hmm. His, that's yeah. a famous thing from his his wife, uh, his wife of the time. She is the source of a lot of Bowie dirt because she just did a tell-all on. Yeah. Once she divorced him, she did a tell-all on the did whole you, thing. Do you know how she found out about his? Death? I read that. No, she is she, did she celebrity Big Brother? They they had to like because oh when you're in God. Big Brother, she was you're on sequestered from the Big world. Big Brother in England oh. and couldn't be told oh. until uh, yeah, they and so has no phones, house. no internet on the show. So there was like this countdown early in the morning of yeah. like, 
the producers say they're going to tell her at noon Again. that her hus- her ex husband is dead uh, while she's God. on this live stream. I mean, show. I know this this episode is about celebrating British people, but also they have Your big, big brother-, brother fixation needs to fucking die. I that know. shit is terrible. Survivor's better. Wow, that's <laughs> uh, wow. I can't it is two thousand. <laughs> wow, man, that's so horrible. Well, but she was but, the source of the yeah. story that. Mick Jagger. She found her. She found Mick Jagger and David Bowie in bed together naked. That was her yeah, story. Yeah, jealous lady. I am. <laughs> I know. I am. Even dancing in the streets. Fuck. I was like, I did that. That is the funniest gayest video I've ever I seen know. in my entire I life. Wish, it, it, I wish Family Guy hadn't fucking ruined it. That's but, uh, one of my favorite Family Guy jokes ever. Oh, when they just play a video, when they're just like, "Hey, yeah. let's watch a video," but because like, it's for like five minutes, and like, where else would you see that video other than YouTube? I, don't, that's I forgot pure it laziness, man. It's pure fucking laziness. You think that's, that's right? Not as bad as that music video with David Bowie and Mick Jagger. It angered me because I love that music video and love showing it to people. And then here, they just do it on the show with nothing extra to it. They're just like, we're just going to show music. You're going to love this. I meant to play it earlier. The Alan Rickman answering machine from Family Guy. Hello. You've reached Alan Rickman at 555-0122. Please leave a message at the beep. Hello, Alan Rickman. It's Alan Rickman. Reminding you to move the pork chops from the freezer to the refrigerator so they defrost mm. properly. Do not disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. good. That, uh, yeah, Bowie. Uh, 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 sorry, I Bowie. talk about Venture Brothers, though, too. Oh, dude. Let's, let me let me get the other stuff out of the way so we can get to Venture Brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see. Because I wanted to talk about, like, if you don't know who he is, I was having a disappointing conversation with our buddy Grimm, big music snob. Not a huge Bowie, what? like, the, like what? yeah, sad. <laughs> what? But he said he loved him, but he didn't, uh, he didn't know him as a, a, a yeah. musician. Like, you're a fucking music snob, dude. Like, yeah. Like, I love... So we're we're gonna, barely going to delve into his music here on Laser Time, but like that, his music was so crazy yeah. and out there. And you listen to it now, and like that sounds like the best pop song I've ever heard. Mm. Really? Like this is? But I guess you have to like listen to it in the context of what was coming out in the. You 70s. know what the problem was is that Bowie is anti-car. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is Bo- I love this clip of Bowie and Zoolander. All right, who's going to call this sucker? If nobody has any objections. I believe I might be of service. (laughs) Now, this will be a straight walk-off. Old school rules. First model walks, second model duplicates, then elaborates. Okay. I love uh, oh. this is a, wonder, a wonderful scene because like uh, David Bowie somehow had his fucking fingers in everything mm-hmm. everything uh, that was cool fashion well they asked him to be on stuff too and yeah. he, would, he would say yeah like he wanted to be an icon or he was fine with being an icon I did I did read that about, uh, about this because this is this is <laughs> this is a great clip uh, Bowie's in space yeah like Bowie has been Flight so of the influential like to people today <laughs> that like even things that don't have his permission yeah. that he's not a part of like you mentioned the Venture Brothers, but for me, this is like he was. It, there was an episode of Flight of the Concords about David Bowie mm-hmm. that he didn't appear in in any form. Oh yes, yeah. but but he has a reason for that. Hold on, we'll play that clip first. Bowie's in space. <laughs> what you doing out that mountain? That's pretty freaky, Bowie. <laughs> Isn't it cold out in space, Bowie? Do you want to borrow my jumper, Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> the space gold. 
make your nipples go pointy Do you use your pointy nipples as telescopic antenna to transmit? <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a definitive style, and I love that that yeah. that, that well, he was uh, the the flight of the Concorde. Jermaine Clement was yeah. sort of like that was actually came about because we wanted to be David Bowie. Yeah, and like, totally. It, it, it didn't. What musician doesn't? Yeah, like, it, at least for the episode, generation. it's like them both being visited by different visions of Bowie. Uh, yes, uh, one I forget which ashes to ashes, David Bowie. Yeah, and the other mm. ones, uh, I'm Labyrinth, David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that was great because if you're a Rick and Morty fan, Jermaine mm-hmm. Clement appeared on that show again uh, to do oh, a Bowie right. impression a Bowie song. As, as the Moon Men, uh, the Moon Men song. You are not like other carbon-based life forms. You put the value of all life above your own. It's how things should be. It's how they could be. I could. about moon men this isn't a musical number this is a operation we gotta be cool and lay low <laughs> so like well that's sorry that's your main clement again they said they said in fire the concords like well they were gonna get david bowie for uh-huh. the bowies in space but they couldn't mm-hmm. because and not because like they didn't get in touch with them he's just like well i just did a thing to being funny with my music <laughs> like this year like would that be funny again and like <laughs> this is the, the response wasn't like a flat no it's like but I just I just yeah. did that why well, repeat he, myself and he, he did that in what show that would be extras the second season of extras and I need a little because I'm so hazy on the second okay, season of extras so in the second season this first is season really of extras it was just an excuse of like yeah he's an extra on set Ricky Gervais like, is, is an extra is on set Patrick Milman. Stewart talking about booty yes yeah. and so but then in the second season, his life becomes a caricature of Ricky Gervais. It's if Ricky mm-hmm. Gervais had made less artistic choices is the character where instead of making the good office, he made the lowbrow silly show. And he's sad about that, mm-hmm. but he's also now getting more famous. And then also the man, um, uh, Ricky Gervais was originally a glam musician like he came up as a musician so of course he idolizes David Bowie and was dreaming of having him in his in his show and, and by the second season and this is great they meet each other on the show and it inspires a song it's a it's long clip but it's, it's so but, fucking funny yeah. BBC have interfered and sort of chased ratings and made it the lowest common denominator sort of comedy sort of catchphrases and wigs and I, I think I've sold out to be honest but yeah it's difficult isn't it when they to keep your integrity when you're going for that first little fat man who sold his soul <laughs> little, little fat man who sold his dream <laughs> chubby little loser turns to a piano <laughs> chubby little loser national joke <laughs> no, not, not chubby little loser no Pathetic little fat man, no one's bloody laughing. The clown that no one laughs at, they all just wish he died. He's so depressed at being useless, the fat man takes his own life. He's so depressed at being hated. Fatty takes his own life. Fatso, I like that. Yeah, let's go with Fatso. Fatso takes his own life. 
Uh, you guys have like another minute. And I half, know, it's, it's such so a good Ricky. clip. It's such a good clip. And it was just t- Ricky Gervais writing. Like he wrote a song, like just sing the song about how awful and fat I am. You're just making it up off the top of your head. Uh, and then they all just sing along to. He gets the whole bar to just sing about how much they hate. I know, I hate like I, I resisted rewatching that clip for a long time because I'm so sick of. Ricky Gervais's latest show where he hangs out with yeah. his celebrity friends and they make fun of him. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think our Bowie karaoke will have Fatso Takes His Own Life. Fatso Takes His Own Life. Yeah. I, I just... Yeah, Ricky Gervais just tired me out with his, like... He wasn't making stuff I liked as much anymore. And then he was just constantly talking about atheism and... It's like, hmm, all right, I get it. There is no God. I agree. Look at this. In, in lieu of what you're talking about, I'd like to propose nothing. <laughs> How about that? Uh, it's and also that show. Derek was just like, why'd you do this? Uh, that I cannot believe that like got past like the sensitivity police yeah. <laughs> like how like all the stuff I read about it that bothers people. Like, have you watched Derek? Like, it is one prolonged retarded guy impression. Like, it is. <laughs> It's, then, it's, it's really Netflix hard to watch. saw that that was popular, and they're like, "Oh well, now we can definitely do the Sandler comedy." I hope. I hope they Rob both, Schneider. I hope him and Stephen Merchant both learn. You guys aren't good together because Ladies Man wasn't good either. Up, but yeah, they're only good. They're better okay. together, definitely. But yeah, that Bowie thing was great. Well, can we talk about Venture Brothers? Please, now? yes, yes. All right. Yeah. So the Venture Brothers guys, they actually they are apparently doing a round of interviews for their new season that oh, came out. Comes out soon, uh, and. Um, comic book resources. Venture Brothers is the best show, by the way, ever. We're saying that in the pop culture. And they've made uh, six, season in, six seasons in 12 years. But, oh, um, <laughs> but so they are giant Bowie fans as well, the two creators, Doc Hammer and Jackson Public. They do this interview where they even talk about how, how amazing it was, what an icon he was, and how you couldn't even, like, touch him. They They were happy they weren't able to get him on the show, ultimately, because they're like... He should be somebody I should never be able to reach. Even yeah. in, whether alive or dead, I, it's like, I can't have lunch with David Bowie. He's this icon to me. I thought know? that was a beautiful sentiment that he said in that regard that, like, we we lost him as in, like, I can't have lunch with David Bowie, but that wasn't an option anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the things he did and the things he left here are all, all here for everybody, and they will literally last forever. Mm. And, and just seeing, like, I, I don't know. I, I've become so much more appreciative to fandom, even to, even the things I don't like, even though I like David Bowie, but the Venture Brothers' devotion to David Bowie. Mm-hmm. It, like, it starts out really strong to where a Eventually, he just becomes a character on the show. By the end of the but, second season, but this, he's a character. This is the sixth episode, and this is the, this is the first time I realized the Venture Brothers is really mm-hmm. great. And I didn't. It, it took me like two watches to realize what they were doing because one, I had not heard the song "Ashes to Ashes" before. Uh, but here's a little clip from "Ashes to Ashes," the David Bowie song. And of course, like you have to know Space Oddity, which I, I, this might be like my favorite song of his. I've, I've gone through like all, everything, and like Space Oddity is so fucking cool. And I think my spaceship knows which way to go. Feel free to sing along, everybody. Tell my wife I love her very much. She knows. Ground control to Major Tom. Dead. There's 
So, yes. So, those two together. Those two together, and this fucking Venture Brothers clip. This is years ago. Like, 2001? Six for season two. 2006, yeah. Is it 2006? Yeah, because yep. it's 2004 the so first this, season. The, 2004. This is 2004. Uh, the Venture oh, Brothers. Yeah. Six this episodes. One, yeah. And then, like, I always say, like, if, if the first season of Venture Brothers, obviously it's first season woes. They don't have their legs yet, and yeah. like, but the sixth episode, the sixth episode is one of my favorite things ever. Ghosts of the Sargasso. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. It's a, it's an excellent <laughs> episode, and it opens with this. It opens with a flashback. Doctor Venture is kind of Johnny Quest, and his dad took yeah. him on all these stupid adventures instead of giving him an education, and now he's a big loser sitting in the failed experiments of the 1960s. Uh, but this is the opening of Venture Brothers: Ghosts of the Sargasso with a character called Major Tom. I can't keep it together, Doctor Venture. I'm sorry about the TVC-15. Tom, I'm not worried about that tin can. I'm worried about you. You're not dying on me, and that's an order. I've got a message for the action man. He's listening, Tom. Go ahead. I'm happy. Hope you're happy, too. I've loved all I need to love. <laughs> Don't talk like that, Tom. You're <laughs> gonna make it. Fight it! I'm feeling very stiff. <laughs> and... I think my spaceship knows which way to go. Tell my wife I love her very much. She knows! Ground <laughs> control to Major Tom. Your circuit's dead. There's something wrong. Can you hear me, Major Tom? Can you hear me? Major Tom! Ashes. To ashes. I, I love this so much. It, it's not only the like a Action Man is still on the show. It's a great scene, but like one of the things Venture Brothers did is like to make really good action sequences on a very low cartoon budget mm. in a show that's not entirely serious. But this is this is, this is a great sequence that I truncated a little bit. Uh, but I, it's the two major. Is it there only two official Major Tom songs? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Space Oddity and Ashes to Ashes are all about Major Tom, and uh, that <laughs> they. We, he has a message for the Action Man. The Venture Brothers created a character called the Action Man who is there forever <laughs> just so this reference can still work. Action! Action! He's so great. He just yells action and then shoots people in the face. And I don't, I, but I don't, I don't know what the meaning of the song is. He's like, tell him, uh, I, I'm happy. I hope you're happy too. Mm. And at the end of the episode, it reveals, like, he's implying a relationship with the Action Man's fucking his wife. Mm. In Venture Brothers, by the way. And oh, yeah. he knew it and they're together at the end of the like I don't know, like they, they they used they used a reference as a branching off point to something weirdly yeah. beautiful, uh, yeah. and that that doesn't even scratch the surface of I mean, David Bowie love on the Venture Brothers. So by season two, they create the character of the well, they'd have the <laughs> Sovereign who's in charge of the supervillain company, really, or the Guild of Calamitous Intent. Mm -hmm. uh, but he'd only been seen on video view screens. Then the Sovereign comes to the <laughs> wedding of the monarch and doctor girlfriend. And there's this whole hullabaloo, and then he leaves afterwards. And so then it, it, it was played by James Urbaniak. Uh, James Urbaniak did an impression. They couldn't get him. It was actually weird. They had a, <laughs> they have celebrity. Mm -hmm. Well, because he's playing David Bowie. Yeah, they have to make it clear. Like they make no, the, the big supervillain is just David Bowie. Yeah, but uh, this is this scene where he leaves from their thing shows you. The different generations and how they reacted to David Bowie. Oh, I just, I like, I just like this introduction. No way! Is, is that David Bowie? Drunk Samson. It's been a while. Not long <laughs> enough. You're lucky I don't kill you right here after what you pulled in Berlin. 
<laughs> That's Klaus Nomi and Iggy Pop are with him, Iggy who were his yeah. friends in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is him later in the episode. Yeah, this is the... Miss? The guy from Labyrinth turned into a bird! <laughs> so the Sovereign recorded Station to Station and Changes One? Love that album! Could you be a bigger poser? Changes <laughs> is a best of! <laughs> May I say that ours was a totally underrated album? Yeah? I mean, I thought so, but wasn't it kind of too little too late? That would be Tin Machine. Boom! That's just such yeah. a, specific, a very deep reference. Also, specific references like kids know him as Labyrinth. Then uh, that shows too that I think the character Doc Hammer plays. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's like, I'm a real Bowie fan. And then Jackson Public's like, Yeah, his best of album was great. Like that's a fucking best of man. Poser shit. Poser. My bad. I forgot I was pretending to be a David Bowie. Fan. Uh, I thought that was the joke uh, of the thing. Uh, fuck. I forgot what I was going to I had no idea Tin Machine was a David Bowie thing. Yeah, well, I, I think Because, it's, like, it's, my friend and I, uh, mm-hmm. Josh, like, mm-hmm. he ended up, like, from a free table in high school with a Tin Machine CD. <laughs> and we just made fun of it because, like, we put in, like, one track and listened to the first song. Like, this is lame. It's 80s as fuck. And we didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then that was the first CD that we ever were, like... Let's just like rub our hands all over this and throw it around the room because like oh. you, you, you were still like the like oh place the CD oh, I don't want right. I don't want like sixteen dollars I don't want to smudge or, or get anything it's like no it's just oh yeah, yeah. tin machine ah I think and then it, to find out it, that was a bonus. I couldn't be wrong I, is it Macaulay Culkin introducing them on Saturday Night Live uh, I think really? ladies and gentlemen tin machine <laughs> no it's that David Bowie is it's same with all these artists like if they were important at one point. Just forgive them. Like after, if they did fifteen years of great work, they're allowed five years of trash. Yeah. Like, or that Billy Joel. Like I don't, hate, hasn't tin, I don't a, hate Tin Machine. I don't yeah. know them well enough to hate them. Like, but there were just he put out a, several albums that were not good. That was also in the Rob Sheffield thing. Was very interesting. He talks about how the last time he saw Bowie perform live was in two thousand three, and he said that. Bowie then just did a three during it he did a three song set for one of his worst albums like a god awful <laughs> album but it was just Bowie saying like I'm not playing the fucking hits like if I feel like playing these songs that are important to me I'm playing them yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fucking awesome I'm, I'm really pissed about that the, yeah. the fact that I've seen David Bowie come through here on tour it's always really expensive because they're yeah. charging people a generation or two older than me yes, uh, but I, that I never did it I, actually, had, I saw had, that had the opportunity I saw that Ozzy Osbourne is touring around here soon and I'm like you that know just what I probably should sad. just go no see way. Him. Fuck that, man. To see is him he in like, like a rocking chair? He'll be held up by strings by his yeah. wife. You guys <laughs> like wall pigs. Sharon! No, I mean, that's been Ozzy for like 20 years, that he's yeah. just a feeble old man being pushed well, around by a manager. If you're juxtaposing... He's older than... Si- uh, he's gotta be old. Is he older you're... than 69? Uh, if, you're juxtapo- God, I'll look it up. if you're juxtaposing those two... Wait, what age are we looking for? Six... Seven now it wants to hang. <laughs> Look at Sixty-nine, this. dudes. Um. <laughs> but uh, so, uh, do you have any clips of Labyrinth? Which is like I, we what, don't have we don't have any clips of Labyrinth. Uh, but we did watch the whole thing, and yeah. you can watch it with us if you'd like. If you don't want to watch it alone, LaserDimePodcast.com. We did it for a Monday night movie. It's normally a Patreon. Look up movie. Nothing Trolla. It's a it's he, a short clip. He's sixty-seven. Ozzy is sixty-seven. Uh, oh, wow, two, two years left on the end. Uh, oh. You know, I was curious if Vince McMahon would. Ma- if Vince McMahon had been sixty nine for a while, he's now seventy. Wow. What have we here? Uh, nothing. 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 Tra la la. Your Majesty, what a nice surprise! 
I, I hate to say that sounded pitched up, but I think it was pitched up to begin up. But <laughs> uh, it did sound a little hyped up. Uh, but yeah. you should watch Labyrinth, and it's, we, we had discussed that on, on other shows that I think, weirdly, our generation's introduction to David Bowie as a human being <laughs> yeah. was Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Uh, a total bomb at the time, which our generation kind of shepherded into a new classic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, the songs are. The, he wrote five original songs for. It, yeah, like, yeah. They, the, well, the, somebody had pointed. Well, he didn't. He didn't want to just star in something for that long. He's Gravity like, baby. Gravity baby. <laughs> but he would do, like he would donate his time and his music to projects that yeah. ultimately didn't become successful, but were still like things Fucking he believed awesome. in, like Labyrinth and Omicron. He, he like. Yeah. I was reading a story today about mm-hmm. how it was David Cage's like his memories of David Bowie. Heavy Rain, uh, Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, that guy. Uh, but Omicron was his first big game, mm-hmm. and uh, he went to David Bowie during Wimbledon, and and uh, <laughs> yeah, like terribly well, they, sorry, well, terribly they, sorry. they set up. A, that's the only time David Bowie had a meeting, and it was twenty mm-hmm. minutes, and he went, and he was like, "We would really love for you to contribute to this game, mm-hmm. and like we've only got twenty minutes. Here's everything about this game that we've been working on for two years. Uh, we would love to have heroes in the game." And he's like, "I'm not giving you an old song." <laughs> and like, just waited, waited for them. Like, waited for a second. And was like, I want to do an album for this. Jesus. Which is like, album. that's so like, like uh, this game is so progressive and yeah. so interesting to me that I want to make music for this yeah. game. We we talked about that more in bonus time. Video game apocalypse. Yeah. His it, Bowie's willingness to embrace new mediums. Because yeah. like, uh, my dad always holds up. He was like, look at Tony Bennett over there. He's like, you big Tony Bennett fan, Dad. He's like, no, but I like <laughs> Tony Bennett. Like that. He just like. Ah, I'll just do a song with Madonna. Like, whereas Frank Sinatra was like, he, he this is my dad. He's like, Bing, bang, boom, make uh, me Bing, a bang, boom, like these new kids with this stupid shit. Who cares? Am I right? <laughs> boom! Let me point to 18 guys holding brass instruments. That's what we're talking about. That's that's my mojo in 1989. Uh, <laughs> but that Bowie was never that guy. He was always, yeah. uh, he embraced everything. Well, and the Life Aquatic is an amazing celebration of David yeah. Bowie as well. And His Portuguese. Music- in it half the, the yeah Sue George sings most of his song covers his songs in Portuguese, but there are also a couple of masters of the original versions too in there, and it yeah that it was a very clear choice by by uh, Wes Anderson to have David Bowie be the soundtrack of of Life Aquatic. Mm-hmm. Though there are other songs mixed in there too. They're great, and, and his Queen bitch gets to close up the whole film in one yeah. great sequence. Um, fucking yeah. awesome, uh, and I chose maybe a. On Dave's note, mm-hmm. a, a hack choice to, to to close with Bowie's music, but Heroes, like it's not yeah. it's not my favorite Bowie song, but I do think yeah. you could easily make an argument that it's the best song, one of the best mm-hmm. songs ever written. Period. One of my, I, I also was rec- going back to Changes because mm-hmm. it is such an obvious, like it's so obvious, and I mm-hmm. think he even probably ran from it because he's yeah. like, yeah, duh, I went through a ton of changes in my <laughs> life, and the lines that are time can't uh, time may change me, but. I can't change I time. Was, or I can't waste yeah. time. I think it was yeah. doing karaoke with you, like Modern Love. Like this song's way more, way heavier yeah. than yeah. like the video. The video is so funny. Just like a bunch of guys in like stray cats outfits boom, boom. swinging snap fingers back and forth. But it's all like I can't get married because I don't understand God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I randomly watched a movie today that had that in there. And it's Did just you? Like, Him here, which one? Day. Sleeping with other people. How uh, much free uh, time do you have? I, well, I, it was a red box, all right? <laughs> it, that's the answer. If I watched a random movie, it's because it was on red was, box. I guess so, shit. And, uh, but, uh, that's yeah. more work than Netflix. But Al, also, Alison Brie was in it. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, she's adorable. You oh, might see her in her underpants. Is that yeah. why? Oh, yeah. You, you see her, most of her butt in that. Oh, well, you can see her yeah. you ride Will Ferrell's dick and get hard if you if that's all really? you, you can. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Speaking of brought to you by, I've never seen you take a note. Brought to you by HBO Go, uh, my parents' account. Thank you very much. Uh, This has been Laser Time, by the way. We love you, Alan Rickman. We love you, Bowie. We love you. um, I wish they had been in something together, but I could not find. No, I can't. There's probably some like for charity concert where they're all singing together next to Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) They must have circled each other a lot, but yeah, I do. I do love. uh, If you just look up, it's on YouTube. I'm sure that him and. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Oh, Under great. Pressure. Live Aid. Yeah. The though. Under Pressure, yeah. Duet Even is... though that's just them like goofing around. Yeah. Was... The story of that is so funny. Like, let's do a song together. What do we want to do? I'm like, I don't know. we got a day. Yeah. Let's <laughs> figure it out. Uh, people on the streets. Whoa. Oh, and I, I, I can't wait to see And, and if you haven't seen World's Greatest Dad, this salute yeah. to Robin Williams. Like, you can hear a little Bowie in that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it's a little bit out of season because it was last month. Mm-hmm. But the his little drummer boy with Ben Crosby, like that. Yeah. Peace mm-hmm. on earth. Can it be? <laughs> <laughs> Step into uh, my library. No, that's, that's a reference to it. Yeah. Only me and my friends get an SNL sketch where Phil Hartman does the, the Crosby show, <laughs> where, where every problem is resolved by him telling his child to step into the library and you hear them be mercilessly oh. beat off screen. <laughs> oh, God, it's so dark. It's less dark than it. the real Cosby no. show now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. oh, that's true. The Crosby show is less dark than the Cosby show. <laughs> anyway. Why couldn't he die? That's why. He should have died. Yeah. should have been you, Cosby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put that on my tombstone if I die before him, by the way. Why didn't he die of sweater cancer? <laughs> okay, we have been laser time. I hope you've enjoyed this fucking extremely Man. tasteful tribute to two people dead at the age of... 69, dudes! <laughs> you can find out more at lasertimepodcast.com, and we have many other shows on the network, such as Talking Simpsons, a, a chronological <laughs> breakdown of every episode of The Simpsons, uh, which you can find the first season on uh, for our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash lasertime. Get commentaries there, exclusive podcasts. Uh, man, you, I can't wait for you guys to see these posters and stickers coming oh out boy, to you right yeah. now. And uh, we have a brand new show, too, where I think we'll be talking about Alan Rickman very soon. Uh-huh. Probably. Put a stop uh, on 30 2010, our uh, new pop culture show that goes week by week of what happened 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. So this being you know 2016, that means every week we're looking at what happened in TV, music, and movies, and news from 86, 96, and 2006. So uh, I can't wait to be on 302010. Next next week, <laughs> I went way too far with 302010, the year 1986. <laughs> I cannot wait to show and bore the shit out of you with animated minutiae uh, from the 1986. And VG Empire, the video game music podcast. And I do Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast where we talk about the new releases and comics every week. And also give you a long form biographies of certain characters like Swamp Thing and Hellcat to learn a lot. And uh, also, man, I, I hope. Uh, who's going to go first? Ian McKellen or uh, Patrick Stewart? McKellen. Think so. Stanley. suicide simultaneously. Stanley. It's uh, lifestyle. Every time I see Ian McKellen, he's like out dancing and shit. Who's going <laughs> to pop over with a heart attack with like eight guys in him? <laughs> and uh, I host Cheap I host Podcast, a pro wrestling podcast. We may have lost two. Very influential British men, but no wrestlers have died in 2016. So we're, we're, we're it's good pre- there. It's pretty rare that yeah. a pro wrestler lives until this is, this is the longest stretch of a- 69, dudes. <laughs> Except for Vince, who went past that. Hogan <laughs> might live to be 69 again. Should be dead. Well, we've already seen him 69 in that case. 69. <laughs> we gotta go, please. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, yes, remember, listen to David Bowie, and of course, we can do it. 